happened, Yasmin? This happened. Right. Gen Alpha find Gen Z cringy. They are Who is already. Gen Alpha? Gen Alpha are like the kids that are, I think they're 15 and below. Oh, so they're like my new, niece. Yeah. The new generation. <clears throat> or they might even be younger. I think they're about 13 I and below. I don't care. Well, I don't care so, what a five-year-old thinks about me. My niece is Gen Alpha. What's she no, going to do? Call 13. me a loser? I'll be like, you can't even drink. Lame. 13, Yasmin. <laughs> they Boo! are saying slay is an embarrassing thing to say. No, that's cringe. Sophie, you don't understand. It's ironic. They're saying that you guys are cringe. That is the only part I took from the video. And so I'm just saying, enjoy this taste of your own medicine. Here's the really lovely thing. Um, as a Gen Z, I don't care if Gen Alpha don't like me because unlike millennials, I don't mind my entire personality about being a millennial. So I'm not, I don't care. I don't care. This is a longer topic. Okay, whatever. Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black with me, Sophie Kay and Yasmin Suda. Hello, sexy people of the internet. Hey. 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 So, we are back for another episode and back this again. time... It's something that we've touched on before, but it was something that came up and inspired by a previous episode. It's It was started as just metalcore lyrics, but now it's quite a few songs. And it is the cringiest, most hilarious lyrics that have played out on our playlists in the world of alternative music. Like, I need there to be a scientific study on why... Why rock and metal have some of the cringiest lyrics ever? Because when I was like researching, because I actually research now, I do my job, um, unlike Sophie. Um, <laughs> when I was researching for this video, I um, it's bad, it's bad. Like it's it's. I'm scratching the back of my neck and I'm going, mm. oh dear. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, and I think it's there's a certain demographic of people who are just really bad. Uh, writing lyrics <laughs> and you guys certain, fucking suck <laughs> it's a certain especially a certain type of metalcore particularly um just, I there going, are, you going some of you guys really fucking suck not to name any names but some of you guys obsession with music. dicks what was Such- the obsession with metalcore like sucking dick like they, everything was suck dick do you know what's like, funny is most of them were like straight heterosexual cisgendered men, right? Talking about fucking bitches and sucking dick. And it's like, for straight men, you're talking a lot about sucking dick, buddy. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's giving fruit. They were obsessed. They were obsessed. So let's are. let's have a look. Um Let's have a look at some of the lyrics that we found. Do you want oh to start? Oh my god, you can't see that Wilson's made an appearance. I haven't seen Wilson in a minute. Fun fact about me and Wilson, we take the same antidepressants. <laughs> he does. Wilson is a dog. Wilson is my chihuahua, by the way. He is my chihuahua. He's on antidepressants. Um, <laughs> he was not the dog I wanted, but I am the human he deserves. So That's very sweet. Um, I love Wilson because he's so like me for real. He's anxious. He shits himself. And he's on antidepressants. He's me. I'm him. He just really struggles with life. He just really I'm struggles. like your Wilson. Oh my God. He just, I know, it's tiring. Um, so do you want, to, so, yeah, I meant that in a nice way. Do you want to start with 
your first band? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I'm so glad you asked! Okay, so, um, random Yasmin Law, the other day I went to go see Holding Absence, um, they were fucking amazing by the way, and Thornhill was supporting them, and I remember that Thornhill's like an Aussie band, and to make a long story short, we all got turned after the show because it was the last day of the Birmingham tour, and I started asking them, do you remember that band, Capture the Crown? And they were like, oh! <gasps> yes I do and we started talking about it and I was like do you remember how bad their lyrics were and I forgot I've spoken about this on the podcast before I forget how bad their lyrics are but they have a song called you call that a knife this is a knife and I (laughs) are you ready I also have these lyrics written in front of me just for just for for fun so There's the intro, which is like, welcome to Sin City, bitches. (laughs) Welcome to Sin City. I'm writing this in my mum's basement. Welcome to Sin City. Where were they from? Were they from? They weren't from Australia, were they? They were. Were they? They were. I think. Imagine they're not. And I've just embarrassed myself. No, no. Maybe they were. Please refrain from throwing your fucking body over the side. Fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a rocky you ready? You're nothing more than a self-centered whore. Right. You're nothing more than a self-centered whore. How does it feel, bitch? I'll ask where you've been, but would you know where to begin? It's time you had a change because each night you go to bed with... No. Oh, because every night is the same. Each night you go to bed with... You meet someone new. I swear to God, mate, who could think highly of you. And it goes into the chorus. I could say you're the only one. Then I'd be lying. I love that I know that. But this is the craziest part, right? It's just, this, is, this is... I can't believe they got away with this. So the breakdown, right? You know, like, Ask Alexandria's Not the American Average, which is also... We'll come to that later, that one. You know, the... You stupid... Fucking hot. Well, the whole thing with Capture the Crown is they were just budget Ask Alexandria. They were like, oh, you want Ask Alexandria? We've got Ask Alexandria at home. And it was this, these guys. So their breakdown is your time is... I can't read this. Your time is up. It's bad. Look me in the eyes, you slut. Your time is up, bitch. You filthy fucking cunt. I... But you know what? But then it's they bad. kept going with the cunt, Yasmin. It wasn't just one cunt. It was various cunts, but you know it's really fucked up? <laughs> yeah. I was jamming to this when I was 12. I was like, yeah! Fuck yeah, you tell them! Tw- uh- <laughs> and then there was the bit that people love to say, which came from hip-hop, and it came from, like, a lot of grown-ass men in hip-hop, but um, there is something so weird about metalcore boys saying it. Face down, ass up. That's the way you like to fuck. I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I, do you know what? I feel so gross. It was so bad. Hang on. Let me have a look, Yasmin. What year was that released? It was like early 2010s. I love that. I know that. That was the worst time in the history of metalcore music it's yeah it was so 2012 misogynistic 2012 yeah because ask alexandria put out not the american average in 2010 so that that band were like rubbing their hands together for two years going how can we make this but not get copyrighted it's horrible it is absolutely horrible do you know what yasmin though it was so bad the band had to change their name to capture 
to capture because that song followed them so hard they were like we're just gonna have to change our name like it's that bad it's that bad so i'm gonna can you imagine every interview like if you're a journalist there is no way i am asking them about anything apart from that song oh my god especially now like i would go into an interview with them and be like so 10 years later you reflect on that time how do you think that song holds up and you know what would you say to your former self (laughs) i would love to sit those those scrawny little boys down and ask them. So um, they are an Australian metalcore band formed in the early 2010s. Yeah, they're definitely Australian when I saw the word mate. I was like, they're either British or Australian there. Yeah, they have but, a song called Oi Mate, What the Fuck. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's super Australian. Um, yeah, that is a pretty bad one. And the fact they had to change their name was just it for me. That says it all. Do you know what I started thinking about, Yasmin, as I was researching this? I'll get mm. onto it more later. But the term slut shaming... Right? I think about this all the time. Slut shaming is bad. Where it's like, just female shaming? Or like, I I don't don't know. Or like, or misogyny. Misogyny? I think that's the word they call it. I think they have a word for shaming all women. Slut shame. But no, but the thing is, is I know women can, um, women can do it too. That's the worst part. Oh, slut shame. Yeah. And so when I that's... tell you, I've got some fucking stories of that. Ooh, and is it of me making him, fun of you? No, um, that's not slut shaming. <laughs> that is uh, a hate crime that I can't even really describe. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, so I I can say this now because they're public, so I won't get in trouble. But I had to bite my tongue for the longest time, and you know me, you know me. I can't shut the fuck up on Twitter. But went to go see Motionless and White and Beartooth for um, my birthday and the lovely Craig Reynolds of Downbeat, love that man, he gave me an AAA even though I was just there just with my friends. Um, so I was stood side stage watching Motionless in White and someone took a photo of me on side stage. Mind you, I'm surrounded by loads of men. There's other girls there, but I'm surrounded by loads of men um, who are crew or like who are just journalists or mates of the band and stuff. This person singles me out and goes, oh, I bet Yasmin slept their way there and is sleeping with Chris. Mind you, two things. I'm gay. I was sleeping with a woman. I was in a relationship with a woman at the time of that photo was taken. Secondly, Chris's girlfriend, who was holding a rose that he'd just given her, was stood right next to me. But also, there were men there. Who's saying the men weren't sleeping their way there? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Talking of slut shaming, I just wanted to touch on this because I think for a lot of Gen Zs, um, they try and like you're different because you I were into different. this music at the time and because you're at the top end of Gen Z. So um, yeah, I'm guilty. You're, you're an older <laughs> I've got a guilty conscience. I enabled this behaviour. You're an older Gen Z, but this was a rough time, and I don't know why there was this thing about you have to be cool about being a slut. Like that was, that was like, you have to, you have, that was the, people say pick me girl. You had to be a pick me. And I know we've spoken about this before, but this was a time where, and he did get like blowback for it. But Memphis Mayfire's Matty Mullins in 2013 on Vans Warped Tour went on stage um, and he said, um, he basically said some really bad things. Um <laughs> about i remember the day so, and then this, he he backed it up by the way because he went today i went on stage and reminded girls that they don't need to dress slutty to get attention from real men that's all hashtag jezebel 
Yeah, it was it was bad. He went on a podcast, the Bad Christian podcast, and he said, I was kind of a, in a weird time in my life. Not that that's an excuse for it at all, but I didn't think so much so much about what I was saying before I said it. I had good intentions. I think my intentions were of the spirit, but my words were of the flesh. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, Matty Mullins, that doesn't make fucking sense. I am the body of Christ and I am the mind of Satan. I can't be blamed for who I am. I made a comment about the way that girls were dressing at Warp Tour to remind them to respect themselves and had a huge uproar of people that were offended by the comment. Later, I did multiple interviews where I apologised for the wording that I chose and I think that most people have come to move past it. It gave me a chance to connect with people on a different way... Uh, a different level two. I chose the wrong words. Boo! I here's the thing. Um, Warp Tour. I went to Warp Tour. I did Warp Tour 2017, and I can tell you now, if you did not wear shorts and a t-shirt, you would fucking die. It was absolutely searing hot. It was usually in a parking lot, right? So like a car park. Oh, for it's the heat. Weekend. So the heat would bounce off the concrete and it would be so hot. And also because there were so many people there, it was always hard to find water. And water was like eight dollars, right? I ain't got eight dollars to spend, so you would have to. And also, if you're gonna mosh in the heat, like be so for real, be so for real. Um, I never understood why men in the early 2010s would slut shame, but then were happy to engage with quote unquote sluts until it didn't benefit them anymore. Also, sorry, too many tangents at once. You talked about pick me girls. Um, that's why I'll never let Paramore be cancelled for misery business because I'm like Haley Williams had to be a pick me girl. Because she would have been walked all over, right? She was a victim of misogyny, not a enabler of misogyny. Big brain moment. But it was it was also just like there has to be some space and accept. This is how, this is how I feel, right? There has to be some space and acceptance for the fact that that was so normalised by television, by film, by social media, by everything. It was just the way of the world. People weren't. You only think the way you're thinking today because this is the way of the world today because people like us rebelled against it back then and raised kids who think differently. So back then, everyone thought that way. So my respect goes to people who will hold up their hands and say, yeah, I did that. It was dumb and I'm sorry. Yeah, but like, the people um, who give Andrew like... will be like, yeah, yeah, we don't play that song anymore because whoopsie. And for anyone who doesn't know, Asking Alexandria, we are talking about the song that... It's probably one of the... It's one of the most misogynistic songs out there, isn't it? It is. That whole um, album, I have it, you know? <laughs> I am a perpetrator of misogyny. I have it. The 10th anniversary release of that on, like, grey and black splatter pressing because I love that album so much, but it is so misogynistic. <laughs> so here's some a snippet of um, the lyrics. I knew when I first saw you, you'd fuck like a whore. You'd fuck like a whore. I can hear you screaming for more. Yeah, your thighs were made for cheeks to graze. My lips, your poison, they bring you to your knees. Do you know what? There was this thing at that time where 20-year-old men thought they brought women to their knees with their great prowess <laughs> and skills. And it's like... They all thought they were Motley Crue. It's really funny. They weren't. They were just unwashed alcoholics. Which kind of is Motley Crue. But it's like... You didn't, you're not bringing anybody to their knees. Anyone who says, anyone who said, right, here's the thing, here's my theory. This applies to um, cis 
straight sex, right? When a man says to you, I am amazing in bed, (laughs) he is 100% terrible in bed. When he says, am I doing it right? He is good in bed. This is the same for lesbians. So mask lesbians and hey mamas, more importantly, the gay community will understand. Hey mamas will be like, I'm so good in bed. And then it's terrible. I always ask, I'm like, what do you like? Because, you know, I like things, but you might not like them. And that's, I like to pride myself. <laughs> so I'm it happens in, in the queer world too. It does. It really does. Like you get lesbians who are like, oh, I'm such a fuckboy. I get so many bitches. And then they give up after five minutes. It's like, listen, man. Listen, man, I'm ready to be down in those trenches for two hours straight, okay? Jaw locked, tongue raw. Not all of us are built like that, though, I guess. But, yeah, I, I everyone Ugh. does it. It's cringe. Yeah, it's really, really cringe. But this is 2012, and that era was the peak for that, um, that bravado. I know. Speaking of, um, do you remember Pop Goes Punk? Listen, don't come for Pop Goes Punk. I fucking love Pop Goes Punk. I still listen to it nearly every day in the gym. Like, don't come for it. That was peak music. So in the early 2010s, issues... uh, If you don't know, if you weren't around, or if you just don't know, Pop Goes Punk was a compilation album of different artists covering pop songs, but taking a punk spin on it. Uh, One of my favourite Pop Goes Punk covers is um, State Tramps Doing Stitches, originally by Shawn Mendes. Banger. Um, Banger. And then... So back in the early 2010s, issues who... They've kicked these two people who did this out of the band. So, like, I'm, I'm very, like, it's fine. It's okay. They're no longer in the band. Issues uh, did a cover of Boyfriend by Justin Bieber. And and their little, their little spin on it, their little verse on it, is so bad for such a short period. Like, they cover the whole song, sing it lyric for lyric. And then at the end, in the breakdown, they add a little verse. You know, a little, little, little smidge of Issues. It's so misogynistic. Is it? What does it say? Okay. (laughs) Bitch, I ain't your boyfriend because you are underage. Call me in a couple years and we will fucking rage, slut. Wait, I didn't know. I never listened to this one because I didn't like the original song. But so I never really took on board what was being said. Wow. Bitch, I ain't your boyfriend. I know this because you are underage. Call me in a couple years and we will fucking rage, slut. Yeah, that was the the old uh, unclean vocalist for issues. Interesting. Michael Bond. Michael Bond was his name. Um, can I just can I just interject here? Do not justify this. He's I'm blaming it. He's blaming listen, minors, Sophie, listen, for being sluts and not listen. the grown men grooming them. Listen, no, no, no. On a scale of one to pop punk, That's on a pop scale punk. of of what one to pop punk, they did all right. They were like, "No, you're underage," which I think maybe there was that is at that time at least they were saying no because this is the same era of front porch step. So I ain't saying nothing, man. I ain't saying nothing. So <laughs> stay at least silent on this topic. <laughs> 
they they did it very wrong, but at least they said no to underage girls, which was a beginning. Yay! You did the bare minimum! <laughs> the Woo! bare minimum. Um, someone's got to do it. Okay, so let's have a look at this one because you talked about issues. Um, and if you didn't know, King of Amarillo is written about Woe Is Me because they had Woof! beef with Woe Is Me. Um, what so I tell is- you, it's dropped <laughs> and it's been a banger ever since. I know that the lyrics are a bit... Uh, now, but, both bands were signed to Velocity Records, which is part ooh, of Rise Records. Did you know awkward. that? <laughs> and so people were asking, like, did Rise Records purposefully instigate conflict? Maybe. Um, and interesting, Tyler at the time said it was a label idea. We were OK with it. We wrote the song as a diss and they got back to us with another diss. This is Tyler from Issues. Really, we just wrote the song because I never had a chance to respond to vengeance. The label decided to make it like a battle and it was entertaining, I guess. So maybe this whole thing was actually label orchestrated. Um, Probably. But he did say Probably. they definitely didn't do it for commercial gain. They believe in both bands and we were just starting up. I think it was a bit of PR, but anyway, what was me? This is what they said. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is a really angry song. Okay. Um, yeah, it starts with Wrath of the Industry or Wrath of the... So hold these words, words up to your chest, prove them all while you're the best. But anyway, the line I am most interested in is, well, you rolled the dice and now you're tough luck kid we're all pissed off with no fucks to give because you say that we're cowards and that we're the ones to blame but we're one in a million and you're all the fucking same this is woe is me i've told you once you're so proud of the one-liners you wrote it must be hard to talk shit with a dick in your throat <laughs> let's take it back to the top whether you're ready or not you knew that we'd never stop so bring the best that you got <laughs> I so this is where is me talking to issues, right? Yeah. Listen, I don't support homophobia. As a lesbian, I don't. <laughs> but, but that bar was kind of hard. Do you know what though? It was everybody's. <laughs> Everyone loved that track. No, it was all about dick sucking. Um, I'll get onto this in a minute. Sucking. But I remember when Amur and uh, the Acacia Strain had beef, and Amur wrote a song about someone from Acacia Strain's now wife sucking his dick but Issues first let's, let's, so what did Issues clap back with so this was just the Worry Is Me song that's the one that I think I didn't find the Issues lyrics as like no they were actually good it's yeah, like I, yeah. Sega no oh, I can't remember how it goes Sega we ain't talking Genesis oh I can't remember how it goes but it it was good it was good but you did mention Immure. So the song Drug Dealer Friend was a big one. And let's read some lyrics from that. I want to watch you suck his dick. Okay. Um, I know you fucking love it, bitch. Do you see me now? Do you see me now? You keep saying that. I want to watch you suck his dick. I know you fucking love it, bitch. Do you see me now? Um, look into my fucking eyes. Do you see me now? Look into my fucking eyes. And that just continues. But there was an obsession with sucking dick. Like, this was, this was, this is a time where, you know those jocks that you see on TV and they've got like the backwards baseball cap? Um, the kind of people that probably now, oh, Wilson, you all right? The dog's just throwing up on me. You okay? 
dogs thrown up on me. Um, at this time, a kind of a lot of the people who would probably now listen to Five Finger Death Punch was that type of era. They would like if you want to insult someone, you'd be like, "Oh uh, yeah, he's such a fucking dick sucker. He's a Ooh. cocksucker. He's and and that's all anyone ever said. Suck my dick, man. Suck my dick, man. She sucks dick. Like everything was suck a dick. Like everything." was suck a dick and if you suck dick you're a slut but if you don't suck dick you're, you're a frigid. dick tease yeah you're like frigid. The, <laughs> it was it was a lot this is why i don't like the barbie movie because this is a lot of the stuff that the barbie movie doesn't properly cover um so yeah that was that was that emile song what's interesting is emile also um allegedly had beef with uh acacia strain and this has been like long time beef i'm pretty sure they settled it and that they don't care but at the time it was big beef so they wrote a song called r2 deep throat (laughs) and the most iconic line right it goes your career is flipping so do me a favor the next time you see her ask your girl what my dick tastes like do you know what at least they said your girl and not your mum because that was a whole thing in that era (laughs) as well oh yeah ask your girl what my dick tastes like yeah there was this thing about like stealing someone's girlfriend oh god it's so cringe it's so cringe you know what's interesting though um i like when i was researching this right there was like the obvious like misogynistic terrible lyrics but also i don't think we talk enough about how how cringy emo music can be and i'm saying this as like a long time emo fan i have the sunny day real estate records on vinyl okay don't come for me i'm ceo of emo um sometimes i listen to emo bands and i'm like oh my god go get some bitches oh why why are you being mean to the emos (laughs) because I love this song, right? And I love Real Friends. I love Real Friends, okay? Oh, I love oh Real Friends. Yeah, okay. But- They're nice guys. <laughs> I listen to this and I'm like, oh my God, get out of the house, man. So it's I've Given Up On You and it's it's a really sad song. And it goes, it's 4am and you're keeping me from, keeping these, from closing these sleepy eyes. Does the thought of me keep you up at night? Lately, my dog's the only one around who listens to my problems. I love that song. Get no, out I'm the not house. having it. No, I'm not having it. Are you telling me you've never Baby, fallen in love? My dog's the no. only one around no, who I'm listens not to it. my problems. No, it's there has been, been times, Yasmin. Year. You see, you're singing it because you know it and you love that song. You I love that me. song. I love that song. It is Are just embarrassing. <laughs> There has never been a time where you're like so down and heartbroken that you just hang out with the dog. That is a I thing. do, but I don't write a song about it and go, yeah, my only friend is my dog. I get no bitches. <laughs> All right, I'm going to veto that one because I know that you're going to veto the next one. And this wasn't me. This was multiple people on Reddit who brought this up. This is a song from That's the Spirit and it's called What You Need from Bring Me The Horizon. There are various songs that have come up from Bring Me The Horizon. We're not going to slander Bring Me, okay? Oh, so you're going to stick with this one, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make me want to slip my wrists and play in my own blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make me want to kill myself just for the fucking fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make me want to slip my wrists and play in my own blood. You make me want to kill myself just for the fucking fun. 
people who criticise that clearly haven't listened to any of the Bring Me The Horizon songs because that's something he says a lot. Like, um, I'd rather slip my wrist than keep in touch. That's from Blacklist, which was on There Is A Hell. So... If you're going to be hating on, I'm vetoing that because they've always said that. So like, you've always said though that people shouldn't like just talk about self harm in a in a in a flippant way like that. Like you've always said that, but as soon as it's bring me the horizon, you're like, "Mm, it's fine. Whatever they do, it's artistic. Artistic. Yeah. Okay. We'll go to another one. You haven't mentioned. Maybe you're saving them to last. Attila. I've got them. I've got them here. So Attila. About That Life came out and I think it peaked metalcore cringe lyrics. I don't think anyone could top Attila. I don't think Attila could have top Attila. They keep trying to top what they used to do, but it's not working. Like he, Attila released Metalcore Manson like yeah. a while ago and it was so cringe. So let's just get some lyrics here from About That Life. Um, I had diamonds, but I threw them away because I don't give a fuck. Suck my fuck, which is what a lot of people had on a t-shirt. Suck my fuck. She rides my dick like it's a merry-go-round and I just bust my nut on her. You're missing the best bit. I know it off by heart. Um, I like a bad bitch. She fucks me all night. Then she watch. No, then she counts my money as I play my PlayStation. Life is always filled with sensation. Always something, something. America's my nation. I love that I know that off by heart. Because you used the, to listen to them. You loved the it. The hook. The hook. I was there like, yeah, you tell them. But I, as an adult, realised it was a bit problematic. But it was a banger. Honestly, it was really weird because at the time, like, it was weird. That time was weird because Franz, like, he hasn't aged gracefully. Back then, I think those songs were okay because he also counteracted it with, like, protesting Westboro Baptist Church and like supporting everyone and like being well, very... Well he hated on everybody didn't he? Which kind of made it okay. Yeah but then like when it came down to it you know I remember at Warp Tour he came out and pissed off Westboro Baptist Church and said gay rights. Mm. I was like oh ally but then like he hasn't really aged gracefully so he's still got that shtick from 2012 and it's just kind of feeling a bit like oh you're just being a hater like. Do you know I, do you know what he is a there's a he's a funny character. I really like Franz in the sense to interview. He is hilarious. He's you can take any idea to him, and he's just up for it. He's just up for a laugh. Mm. But looking at his like his car that he posts and things like that, I'm like, oh, you're a rich kid. Oh, you took it seriously. Like if you're gonna be a gimmick person, right? Don't take it seriously. Like if you've got a gimmick. Don't then be like, oh, but I'm a serious artist. I make serious money and I'm baller. It's like, no, we're laughing at you, not with you. even his baller videos aren't serious. They're just like, they are ridiculous. They're 2012 hip hop style. No, but he gets really offended if you're like, you rent your car. And he's like, no, no, I'm rich. I got stacks of money. And it's like, if you didn't, that would be fine. Like, it's funnier if you didn't and you came from nothing and you're acting like you're baller and then becoming baller from it. Like... I feel like he just, I don't know, a lot of people like that, though, have a shtick and then take it take it like it's their actual personality. It's like, no, take off the mask. It's okay. I don't think it's a shtick. I think That's if more there embarrassing, is, though. That is more is, embarrassing. If any person in a band has, like, big money and their band doesn't sell out arenas, I want to know what your parents do. 
I, I want to know what your parents do. I'm staying silent. <laughs> okay. Um, next one. I've got one. People came for Parkway, and Parkway is my favourite band. I love okay. them. But people rinsed on Reddit if God can bleed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, people came for that song from Parkway. The lyrics aren't even that bad. I think it's just the song they didn't like and how it's delivered. Um, another song that I wanted to bring up before I get done is, do you remember the band? Because no one else seems to remember them. Sworn In. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me fucking dead. Take away, take me away from this place because all I see here is your goddamn face torturing me, infecting my life. If this is all I see, I'd rather go blind. People came for this band on Reddit. Jesus and I can kind Christ. of understand because they... They they weren't a great live band. No, no. Um, that's I. So like I pivoted because I thought about like songs that are just stupid, right? And I remember I miss Jared Alonge. I miss him. I don't know where you are, Jared Alonge. I don't know what you're doing. Probably trying to find Brian Stars. I get it. So are we. Um, but he wrote "Beating a Dead Horse" and it was an entire parody album. And you've got like I first Man tragedy, pop punk pizza party, like, and it's just. It's so fucking stupid. Like, and he would have his his pop punk side of things with Sunrise Skater Kids, and then he'd have his like Jared Alonge heavy metal kind of side of things. Um, but yeah, it's it's like there's nothing on Netflix I haven't seen. I can't reach the remote, but it's too far away from me. That's not full HD. Mild inconveniences are killing me. This Warped Tour lineup is complete garbage. <laughs> so it's just a song about like mild. So tragedies. we're celebrating here, him. If we're completely honest. What? We're celebrating Jared Alonde, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I think he he's not very... cringe. He's not going in our cringe list. He's not in our cringe list. I just think it's funny. Like, it's it's hilarious lyrics, right? Like, hilariously bad, but on purpose. I think it was good, though, because at the time, he was very self-aware of how terrible the scene was. Yeah. Yes, that's true. He was calling everybody out for it. Good for you, Jared. Yeah. Do you Maybe remember should... when him and Knucklepuck had beef? That was so funny. Should that we try and find him? I would love to bring Jared Alonge on the podcast because I would love to be like, tell me about 2010. <laughs> tell me. Tell me, oh, Jared. Um, tell me, so, oh Jared. Yasmin, what would you say your words of wisdom at the end of this episode? My words of wisdom are, if you write a song and it doesn't age well, don't try and defend it. Accept that it was of its time and let it die. Let it die. 100%. And own your shit before oh. somebody else calls you out. I, I think that's shit. always a good one. If you're going to say something, say it with your chest or don't say it at all. And see so yeah. here. Cringy lyrics. And don't forget, some of the lyrics you write today might be considered cringy in 13 years' time. Who <laughs> knows? That's the thing. So um, that's it for our episode today. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at We Wear Black Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can find us. Or email us, wewearblackpod at gmail.com. I'm at X on everything. And to find me, it's at I am Sophie K on everything. Okay, bye. Bye. You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.